Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so today we are hearing from the perspective of Jada Wesson, the creator of Black Psych, a digital wellness space, destigmatizing mental health and integrating social issues and how we as a society view mental health. Black Psych was created by Black creator Jada Wesson in an effort to bring mental health awareness to the Black community and expand the conversations we have on the topic of Black mental health. So how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm blessed and highly favored. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we love to hear it. We love to hear it. So we both work in the Black wellness space, me with the podcast and you with not only your digital space, but in your career as well. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? You know yeah. So recently I became a residential counselor. So I work with teenagers who are struggling with mental health and that includes like substance use and uh, depression and anxiety and things like that. Um, so now I'm I have a lot more hands-on experience with like mental health, particularly with young people. So it's really fun. I love it. It's really fascinating. Um, the way it's impacting the way I view it uh, or view mental health is it really puts a lot more context um, around the things that I want to talk about. So I can't talk about depression without talking about all of the things that can factor into that. And it's not just like the chemical imbalance um, in our brains or things like that. There's, there's so many factors that all have like an immense impact or can have an immense impact on um, our mental health. So I'm getting more context. I'm also getting way more experience with like how I'm wording stuff. So um, I'm still getting through to, to the kids and everything like that, but it's giving me way more practice on like how I explain mental health, how I explain like how to navigate through it um, or tips and things like that. And I make it more realistic than clinical, you know. So how did you get into Black wellness? Um, so when I was 16, I took a psychology class as a, an extra elective in school. Um, and I didn't really think anything of it until I started taking it. And then I learned all kinds of like mental health terms that my family had never talked about. I, I didn't know what depression actually was. I just thought it was being sad. I didn't really know what anxiety was or social anxiety, which is what um, I figured out that I had, um, as well as like generalized anxiety and things like that. So it really broadened, like it expanded my vocabulary to the point where I was able to actually describe what I was experiencing inside. Cause I think that's the first hurdle of being able to be aware and like really communicate about mental health is actually having the right words to describe the experience um, or to like label it for yourself to be aware of. So after I took that class and I learned so much about myself, I realized that I wanted to move on um, to college and I wanted to study psychology. And then in there, in college, I decided that I wanted to become a therapist. Um, so because these are things that I like I never heard about growing up in a black household in a black family in a black community um, I thought it was really really important to to be like the representation of a black therapist and like really figure out how to have those conversations in those spaces that I I'm in every single day because we definitely do need more representation black representation black women representation in uh, psychology fields 
when did uh black site come about black site came about um like in the middle of college mm-hmm. i had i had already wanted to do something initially when i was in high school i worked on this project where we had to like build some sort of social solution to a social issue and my group had gotten um like uh, teenagers dealing with like suicidal ideations and things like that and so the solution from there was to make an app that um gave them all the resources that they needed at their fingertips um especially if they were in households or you know had parents who didn't talk about that kind of thing or that they weren't comfortable with talking to their parents about um so that's kind of what sparked my desire to do something um or like do something big (laughs) <laughs> and then I got to college and I kind of was just thinking about it. I was going through the motions of college. And then in the middle, I decided that I wanted to be to write a blog um, and write articles about mental health. And I thought that might be the best place to start. So I made a website and started writing articles about mental health. Um, and then I decided to take it to Instagram instead because I started to see um, more Black mental health spaces on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just seem to be getting a much wider reach. I was kind of struggling with like long form writing and not making it academic. I kind of wasn't able to like replicate what it was that I wanted, but I also didn't know how how I wanted it to look or what I wanted it to sound like until I saw those spaces on Instagram. And do you have any projects that you're working on career-wise or Black psych-wise? Well, career-wise, I am deciding to go to grad school to study social work, um, to be a therapist, um, and my goal is to be a therapist that is able to connect people to the resources that they need, um, as well as, like, address the social issues, the systemic issues that could be keeping somebody from being able to work on their mental health or being able to maintain their mental health. Um, as far as like Black Psych, I am, <laughs> I'm trying to get back into long form writing. And I think the way that everything is moving right now, it's going to either be, or both actually, uh, I wanna have a newsletter as well as start releasing like long form videos, um, having conversations just like you do, um, having conversations and also just explaining like certain things, me- certain mental health topics, whether it's like a pop culture topic that's happening right now that's trending or um, just expanding the conversation around what something looks like um, or even diving into my own personal experiences with mental health and things like that. So I'm excited for those two things. I don't mm-hmm. think that they're going to come anytime soon. I mm-hmm. think that these are projects that are probably going to be released like toward the end of the year or at the beginning of next year. Okay, so everybody needs to stay tuned to Black Sight <laughs> and see what's going to happen, what's coming up. Your work revolves a lot around Black community and mental health within the Black community. Uh, what's so important about mental health education in Black community to you? Well, I just think that there's such a wide gap in like mental health education for minorities and people of color. And that is part of the systemic problem of people not getting the help that they need or not knowing that they need help or not knowing where to start to get help and things like that. Um, But also just maintaining like your daily 
life too because it doesn't have to be as severe um, for you to realize that you do need to maintain your mental health in some shape or form but I think it, it really impacts all the younger generations too so if you have parents who never talked about or never knew about mental health or like all the different terms or like trauma and how that manifests itself in, in the present day and things like that then you're impacted as the child um, and then it's just a cycle mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that one of the one of the solutions to that is really just expanding our conversation and it's already expanding and it's been expanding for a while um, but I really now enjoy the really authentic conversations about mental health and our experiences with it and just talking about how it looks because depression for one person looks way different than depression for another person. Mm -hmm. ADHD for one person looks way different than it does for another person. Um, and just being able to validate each other's experiences, I think is really important. I feel you. A lot of what you've been saying is that your main influence for starting and getting into this space, this Black wellness space has to do a lot with um, your roots with your own mental health in general. So mm -hmm. now that you're in an as an education space, as an educator, how do you balance your own mental health while also educating and helping other people with theirs? It's hard. I'm still struggling with it. <laughs> um, I think now I've learned that it's much better to just take the breaks um, that I need. And then also finally kind of coming to piece with the idea that what it is that I'm visualizing for myself doesn't have to come to me like right now or in three months or in six months or in a year it can mm -hmm. come much later and I would still be happy with that um and just going at the pace that you know my creativity is saying we should go at or at the pace that my life is saying that I should go at at the moment so it's still kind of hard um, I've gotten better because I was definitely dealing with severe burnout at the beginning up until the beginning of the year up until um, maybe like May or June when I got my new job mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely hard but I think that as an educator you really have to you, you have to practice what you preach mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just hard because you feel like you're kind of in the position where you have to be the perfect representation of what it means to maintain your mental health to take care of yourself um and things like that which makes it a little harder because you're putting much much more weight on your shoulders than you have to um and I'm still learning that even though I'm saying it <laughs> but it, it's it's a tough position to be in but you really just have to acknowledge that you're still learning everything like I'm still learning everything that I'm teaching about or I'm the reason it takes so long for the post is that I'm doing my research and not trying to just say what I think something is or just you know give a basic definition I want to give the definition I want to give context I want to give like real life tips on how to apply it to your life and things or just you know how you can really change your perspective on certain certain things no, I definitely, I definitely feel that. I feel like there's always a lot of pressure, um, to perform the best, especially when it comes to stuff like mental health, because you know we have to make it seem like we know everything and that we can't, sh we don't struggle with things, but we continue to, and sometimes even in doing the work, we struggle. Like yeah. I know, 
that for me, when I'm doing all this stuff, talking about healing and doing my podcast and on the Instagram and do all these kind of things, I, then I go into my own bouts of like, of being low and depression or whatever. I feel a lot, a huge pressure of feeling like, like I can't, I can't keep doing this podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about if I'm struggling with this. Um, do you feel say? Do you have those same feelings? And how does how does that impact you when in your work? Yeah, so I get like bouts of depression or just really bad anxiety, and so I end up like kind of not even looking at my computer or my phone or anything. Um, I think the first thing is that I have to take care of myself. <laughs> and then I think the main issue for me is like, I, I kind of, I fall into this thing of like having depression or, you know, just being really, really low in mood and energy for a while. And then I kind of come back around and I'm like, I'm ready to get back on it. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing that stops me at that point is like, oh, I feel so guilty or I just feel like I should be able to work through that and things like that. And I, think that I've always felt like I just need to continue to show up even if um, I'm going through something Mm -hmm. but as you've seen like the direction or the course that my page took was addressing like capitalism's role in mental health Um, and that's where I started to bring up like slow living and things like that um, to help myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, also to help others that were probably going through the same thing. Um, I think it's better to just take the slower pace if that's what you need to do. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's hard. (laughs) And it's still something that I'm balancing for sure. Do you ever like go back to your own post for motivation? (laughs) I do for like creativity and motivation. Because it's like when I make a new post or anything like that I hype I'm like my biggest hype man I'm just like oh I'm a genius like oh my god as you should (laughs) and then like I let it go and then like some time passed before my next post and I'm just like I don't know if I can do that again Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm constantly trying to replicate that feeling no worries and you touched into uh, slow living could you go into more details of slow living because I'm not familiar with that Yeah, so slow living is like a movement that's been around for a while, but it's kind of like picking up more pace. It's like the opposite or the anti of hustle culture that's kind of been pumped out for the past few years. Um, Basically, it's just about, it's not really about like living slowly or you know, going at a really slow pace for every single thing. It's really about mindfulness um, and choosing what pace you go at and knowing that you don't have to go at the fastest possible pace um, to reach your goal or, you know, to do anything really. And it's about, you know, taking the time to kind of pause and find joy in all the smaller details of your life and things like that. Um, It was born from the slow food movement. I forgot what time period but basically, um, in Italy, there was going to be a McDonald's built next to a very famous set of stairs. Um, and there was this man that protested against it. And he got like a super huge following where he was pushing for slow food, meaning like, let's value more farmers and local produce and things like that over, 
instant gratification that we get from fast food. Oh, I see. So how do you practice slow living? Do you have any like tips, any like techniques or anything? Yeah. So I'm, well, I guess not techniques. So first I had to shift my perspective <laughs> for sure. Um, I had to really choose to be okay with not getting things that I wanted right away and also not comparing myself to how fast someone else was going because I do have friends who are like finishing grad school now because they went right after we finished college I do have friends who have their big girl jobs and like they got a salary you know they got that PTO and Mm -hmm. the nice car or whatever um and things like that. So I had to stop comparing myself to people around me or people on the internet. Um, I'm not gonna be the the 25 year old hustler of the year, like at all. That's okay, I'm totally fine with that. Um, So definitely shift your perspective first and just choose, you have to choose to be okay with going at a slower pace or just going at a different pace. It doesn't have to be slow but just going at a different pace and just kind of knowing that the things that are meant for you will come to you in the time that they're supposed to come to you, which I feel like a lot of people say, but maybe don't practice, Hmm. Uh, especially when it comes to like goals or financial goals or like, you know, I really want my small business to take off and things like that. Um, Other than that, I do a lot of savoring. So savoring is kind of when you, take a moment to be mindful and you kind of just like bask in the present of what you're doing so I hang out with family like a lot I hang out with my friends a lot when I'm by myself I like to go outside and I just kind of um I kind of observe things with like all five senses like I go outside the sun feels amazing on my skin or like I love the smell of like the trees that are that are blooming out right now and things like that so you really have to choose to savor the small things savor your skincare routine savor like you cooking this meal and just put on some music and you just take your time even if it takes like an hour to make this nice meal that you really wanted and then you just you sit there and eat it and you just enjoy it Um, so savoring is a really good technique that some of us are kind of not practicing because of like our phones or you know I feel like my body might feel like I need to be doing something productive so you definitely also have to shift your perspective on like what rest looks like to you it's not just sleeping Um, and like what being productive is or why you want to be doing it all the time Um, I think that's that's really it savoring and shifting your perspective for sure no I definitely felt that especially when you said the um when your body feels like you need to be doing more productive things like that definitely when it when it comes to um slow living that would definitely be the thing that would stop me that would (laughs) cause me to start rushing everything because I feel like I have to be doing this or I have to be doing that so um I like what you said about taking moments to savor and understand Mm -hmm. and then when you said something in relation to goals I feel like too often people set these really lofty large goals for themselves and then feel really burned out and like disappointed when it doesn't happen the way that um they expect it to happen same thing with um like comparing yourself to others like people have to understand to move at their own pace and that was definitely what you said shift the perspective that's definitely something that I had to learn it's a really hard truth to realize because people you can see how 
like it's easy to measure success and progress by how you see other people. So then defining things for yourself is really important. Yeah. And I was going to say, I read a quote somewhere that was like, if you believe that you're going to live a long and healthy life, then you should act like it. So I don't have to act like I need to have everything that I've ever wanted in life, like in my twenties, I don't have to have those things right now. Um, so if I feel like I'm behind or anything like that, it, it doesn't matter. If I really want the success that I'm seeking, then it doesn't super matter if I get it now or later. <laughs> the social status of like being the youngest to do something is kind of arbitrary. It doesn't really matter, you know. I'd rather be older and kind of like have a better idea of what it is that I want or what it is that I want to do because my idea of like where Black Psych would go has changed course like maybe 20 times since mm. I started it <laughs> so I'm totally okay with that and kind of just shifting my idea of like what time is and you know if it matters if it takes a longer time um, it by no means doesn't it doesn't mean like that I don't take my work seriously or that I'm not trying to maintain discipline or anything like that it's really just about releasing that that imaginary pressure that I put on myself you were talking about rest earlier how do you uh, define rest for yourself I think rest is anything where there isn't an end goal <laughs> mm where there isn't an ultimate goal like I'm not expecting to receive anything out of it other than satisfaction or just being content so some people might say like if they're resting like oh I'm gonna you know read this self-help book or something I don't think that that's rest or anything mm. like that even scrolling on my phone I don't super think is like rest because my my mind is still going um so for rest for me is, is sleep, <laughs> um, sleep, any kind of time for enjoyment with other people. So friends and family rest is me working on like a Lego puzzle or something like that. It is working on any of my hobbies, um, anything that there's no goal or like I'm not expecting to receive something. I'm not doing my side hustle during my rest time. I'm not reading self-help books during my rest time. I'm not um, like consuming endlessly during my rest time and things like that. I try to switch it up. I do consume, like I still get on my phone and stuff, but I, I switch it up. Mm. Like I don't do it the entire time. On Black Psych, on your Instagram account, you've been talking a lot about self-awareness lately. Um, mm -hmm. what, what sparked that? <laughs> so my own experience sparked that I was dealing with some very severe depression during like 2020 um, because I lost my mom and I was living with my my brother my sister-in-law and my three nephews and so my depression had gotten so severe that I couldn't like leave I like I didn't leave my room for anything my room was a mess. Um, I got really ir irritable really fast with my family and things like that. So one day I got into like this huge verbal argument with my older brother. And once we like both came back around, he had told me like, 
he was like, I wish you were just more self-aware because you talk about all of this mental health stuff, but mm. somehow none of it applies to you. And I took that very personal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so at that point, like there was a huge shift in my life and like what I considered, what I considered to be like all the things that I considered to be important were not important actually to me. And there were so many other things that I had placed on the back burner that really were the things that were important to me. So that was my friends and family. That was like self-care. That was like, you know, having a nice space so that I can relax in and things like that. Um, and what happens like when we have trauma, when we're hurt, when we're very upset or sad is that we kind of like get stuck in our head and then like our head just acts as like an echo chamber for all the negative thoughts and like well that person is doing that to me and they don't understand me and like they don't know my story and things like that <laughs> so I had to pull myself out of that and then once I pulled myself out of it and was just like I'm going to work on just being aware of like all the things that I'm doing and that doesn't mean that all the things that I was doing was bad or negative in some light but it just meant like when I'm doing something or when I'm saying something, I'm saying and doing stuff with intention. Um, majority of the time, whenever I find that opportunity to be aware. Um, so now that I did that for myself, it's a lot easier to see when someone isn't self-aware. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, especially like in the, the field that I'm working in right now, where it's like some people aren't self-aware of like, negative behaviors or how those behaviors impact others um, which is a huge thing to me is that if you're you know if you're going to be stuck in your head like you have to also be aware at least of how you might be affecting others um, not to be completely selfless like a people pleaser um, and not to not care enough to be super selfish, but just to be aware enough that you see the things that are happening, you see the things that are contributing to your mood, you see the things that are contributing to like how you got here in the first place and things like that. Um, so self-awareness is very important and self-awareness to me is always going to be the first step to any kind of change, to any kind of acknowledgement of like what's going on in your life and figuring out the proper strategy to like navigate that. So self-awareness isn't just about the self. It helps everyone if you're just self-aware about things. What are, yeah. some of the, what are some of the things that makes you realize like this person isn't self-aware enough or this person needs more self-awareness? You know what I'm saying? Uh, 100% is communication. <laughs> it, if you are talking to somebody and... Um, like say you have a conflict and they're just not at all able to see like what they're contributing to because it's one thing to have somebody like do something to you it's mm -hmm. another thing to have like a mutual conflict with somebody where both sides are doing something but only one side wants to take accountability and like work through it um so that's usually what I see most of the time um, or anybody that is kind of just kind of taking that position of like, I know more than you, mm -hmm. because I try not to take that position in conversations, even if it's around mental health 
um, because you don't, I, I won't always know like all of the context. I won't always know like all of the details that are going into that. I can only know like what's happening in that experience alone. Um, but definitely you can tell when you're talking to somebody and it's just about self and not about us or our, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a certain amount of consideration that I think has to go into communication because otherwise you're just talking at people um but yeah and things like that or just seeing like you know talking to someone who's maybe stuck in a particular spot in their life and not really knowing how to (laughs) how to navigate but are also kind of like blaming everything and everyone that they can so now that I'm kind of working on the self-growth series, I think it's really important that we don't just say like, I need to grow or like, I need this to change or I want this to change or I want to be this person without understanding why we aren't that person in the first place, without understanding what it takes to be that person in the first place um, or without understanding like what it was that brought you to this position right now and like what it is that's making you want to change into this other person that you're talking about or that you're holding onto a higher pedestal um, than your present self. Do you have any tips to gain more self-awareness? <laughs> um, I think the first step maybe is to like really talk to yourself. I talk to myself you know you don't have to talk out loud but (laughs) I think it's important to talk to yourself and like like run conversations through your head run all the different possibilities that you can and just talk to yourself first the other thing I would try to like recount experiences is best done like journaling or anything like that and kind of just like writing out what happened, how it happened, why it happened and things like that, or just recounting like all of your memories and things like that um, to kind of just figure out and see if there's a pattern in how you respond to certain things because you can't control anyone else or you can't really control your environment either. Um, But if you have a particular response in similar situations, like if someone is talking to me and we have a conflict and I typically shut down and they keep talking to me, Mm -hmm. I might blame them and be like, well, you see that I've shut down. Why are you still talking to me? You're agitating me, things like that. But without really looking at why am I shutting down? What is it accomplishing? Things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, people want to grow for different reasons and it may not always be like for communication purposes or you know, things like that. It might be for the career. It might be like they, <clears throat> they have um, fitness goals. It might be that they have um, like career education goals, but they want to build habits to become more disciplined or, you know, create structure for themselves in their life and things like that. So I would definitely journal, talk to myself um, and go be out in nature, go touch some grass. Mm-hmm. Every day of like, once I pulled myself out of the, or like started pulling myself out of the state of depression, I would go on walks every single day. Um, and it, I don't know what it is, but it, it really just helps. Like it puts so many more things into perspective when you're just looking at nature um, and kind of just realizing like a lot of this stuff that we might be doing or engaging in isn't it doesn't have to be that or it doesn't have to be that way you look at grass you look at the trees you look at the birds and 
suddenly your mind just starts to expand on like you have more more I don't know how to explain it <laughs> no when when there's less distractions and things like that or less people you know in your space or anything like that you're just way more able to kind of take a step back and mm-hmm. like examine your life and like the things that are in your life and like certain situations that you've been in so it just gives you the time and space to do that if you go out into nature or journal or anything like that it just helps with self-awareness you're being more intentional Mm -hmm. with how you're thinking about something you're taking the step back to really look at what it is because it's really hard to do that in the moment anyway so Mm -hmm. I want to add on to the the journaling I feel like also what's really helpful what journaling is also um looking back and reading to yourself what you just read like I the other day I just I did something similar and I went back to something that's been bothering me for a while and I wrote it down and not only was that satisfying enough but then to reread it it kind of goes into self-awareness stuff. I started realizing how like how I'm thinking about certain things and how this isn't really helping and that I need more of this and this that so I feel like we talk a lot about uh journaling but we don't talk about looking back at it which you know self-awareness and then also I feel what you're saying with the nature thing. Something that was really important to me when I was going through a low patch was, I mean, I live in um, Florida, so there's always sun or whatever. So what really helped me was going for a walk and getting some of that vitamin D because vitamin D deficiency is so real, especially uh, with Black people. And vitamin D deficiency does not help anybody. It just doesn't help anybody at all. So I see what you're what you're saying. I just took a different little approach to it with the whole nature stuff. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I really like what you said about journaling and reading it back. <laughs> I think that that's that's a really good tip. It's probably it's just like like if you were talking to yourself and like talking, describing the situation and then kind of like working it out like verbally or in your mm-hmm. head. But I think definitely writing it down and like looking at it is really good. Um, But I never thought about reading it back. I'm going to try that. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. Jada, thank you so much for sharing your perspective on mental health and wellness and teaching us a little bit more about stuff. Uh, Let them know where they can find you. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can find me at Black Psych. Um, I don't have like a professional page for myself yet, Um, but you can definitely find me on Black Psych find me again we can talk for sure so thank you so much i hope everybody enjoyed this episode and peace peace